On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we are back after a bye week. And Casey will have full details on that. Yeah, interesting interesting bye week, Marlon. But we are back with, uh, starting out with some NCAA football. Yes, football is back. NCAA football, we got the quarterback controversy, Conan and Martz. Or Mertz, <laughs> Conan and Mertz. Uh, we got pro, uh, ranking programs and also preseason projections. With also football being back, the NFL is back. Bears camp. Casey has Packers camp. So, yeah, uh, also Packers, hard knocks and a little XFL. Annoyances. <laughs> Annoyances. Uh, MLB. I uh, personally ruined the Brewers season. We have this MLB stat of the week. Right. And then a look ahead to uh, players weekend uh, and the black and white uniform. I don't want to say controversy, but. Situation. Let's say situation. <laughs> yes. The situation. Uh, we also talk NBA schedules out. Also Team USA. And as always, everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. Yeah, the corner kick that surely doesn't go on too long, uh, as it does every time. And then we try some new segments, continue to follow up on some CrossFit things, movie things, and other things if you choose to stay around to the end of the show. And I hope you do. All right, let's start the show. All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. And Casey, I hope you're feeling rested, back at it, full of hot takes. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, by week, rested rested the uh, hot takes, rested the fingers, ready to go, ready to, uh, I don't know. <laughs> None of that, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I feel good. I feel good. Okay. I feel like it was... Uh, if we were to break our Ripken-esque streak um, of podcasts, I think we got 75 in a row before we skipped one. Which yes. Is, I, I, when I think about it, that's crazy that that's what happened. Um, As a streak that, yeah, it's going to be hard to reckon with that streak yeah, in yeah. the podcast world. I don't know if we'll go another 75. <laughs> we do another one. Uh, but it, I, I think it will take a second to acknowledge that. That is that is impressive. Uh, but I think last week, uh, we it was a good week to take a break. You know, midsummer, uh, you know, the dog days of summer, uh, sports things not really happening. The NBA wasn't really giving us anything. Uh, football wasn't really started yet. But now we're a week closer to all those things. Um, and, and here we are back revitalized, re-energized, and uh, the ceiling that was collapsing in my house has been repaired, oh. uh, and that was the main reason why we missed last week, is we had like an emergency. My ceiling is falling down, literally falling. Um, <laughs> the sky is falling. And we had to uh, emergency repair that uh, last week. I said in my normal nonchalant stance, it was no big deal. Yeah. Um, some people who know a lot better than me came over and said no you cannot <laughs> let your ceiling just fall down <laughs> uh they were probably right and we had to do some emergency let's make sure that doesn't fall down so that Got was the real, the real reason um so yeah we're back ceiling's fine it's good ceiling's good because the way it was explained to me is you had a project we had a project yeah, <laughs> we had, had a project, project. 
um, that apparently was uh, a emergency, and it was it's resolved. There's still we have still some uh, drywalling aesthetic things to do, you know, paint, repaint the ceiling, that sort of things. But uh, good news, it won't collapse on me while I'm sleeping, so that's a plus. All right, overall a plus. So overall we good. We did it, and we're back on the pod, Marlo. So here we go. Um, with episode seventy six, God, it's sometimes when, when we see the numbers of episodes, it's kind of like, wow, we've been, it, it, we've been time, at it, we've been at it. Especially it's, it's, it's weekly, you know. It, it, yeah. It'd be different if we did this every. I don't know. It's still a lot. Either way, it's still a lot. Um, so here we go. Uh, let's go episode seventy six. Let's start with football, Marlo. It's almost yes. back. NCAA football starts this Saturday, if you can believe it, That's with right. uh, Miami versus Florida. That's, up right. That's a prime primetime game. There's also Arizona Hawaii. If you can stay up late enough to watch that, oh, God, bl- God bless love you. Love those. I love those games. Or it's just Saturday, and you're like, oh, what else am I gonna do? And there's like live football at like 11 p.m. I probably won't be up. Let's be real. But <laughs> but if I am, I love it when I love it when that happens. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I remember loving when that happens. I don't know if I love it <laughs> so much. So much anymore. I was way more excited when I saw two Florida schools playing Marlowe, and I thought one of them was uh, Florida State. Ooh. So I could root against Horny Brook. Yeah. Um, which is where I'm at in that uh, relationship. Uh, but it's the other ones, um, Florida and Miami. Uh, it looks like Florida's pretty heavily favored in that. I don't want to get too much into the game because who really cares? <laughs> um, it's, I guess the interesting thing I'm going to want, interested in watching this game is um, Miami's. Former defensive coordinator who always gets the spotlight. Yes. Uh, Diaz, is that it, right? Um, I think that's right. Uh, he's now the head coach after taking a job for Temple for a cup of tea and then taking the Miami head coaching job. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, that's all I'm, I'm really watching for, other than just the yeah. Yeah. football's back. In that is, yeah. Is Miami back? Uh, are we done with the turnover chain? Or is the turnover chain back? Oh, I have to imagine with. Uh, their defense coordinator now being the head coach that the turnover chain is still what if he took the turnover chain to temple lost it <laughs> lost the turnover in philadelphia chain. it's somewhere in philadelphia Ooh. oh um, man i don't know to be fair i don't know if he was ever in philadelphia <laughs> he remotely took the job and then quit the job um before he ever went to philadelphia so turnover chain probably still at miami um so we have that, and then Wisconsin, yeah. of course, uh, we're primarily a Wisconsin Badgers podcast. If you haven't been listening for 75 episodes, um, where were you? But we're primarily Wisconsin. They kick off a week from Friday on the 30th. So, Marla, we are a podcast away uh, from this one, from that game. That's right. We'll look a little bit more at the matchup, I think, I think going forward. But I just want to point out that we're 12 days as we record, 11 Maybe ten from when you listen to this. Uh, pretty exciting. Pretty, yeah. It's that. It's that time of year. I I could feel it in the air. Like there's a nice little crisp, cool fall in the mornings. Got a little dew in the grass. It's football. You can smell it. It's almost here. Let me tell you, there were a couple of days where I think it got to like 72 degrees as a high, and I was like, Yeah, it's fall. Let's go. Get <laughs> Let's out. Go. Get out the sweaters. And then it got back up to 80, and I was like, Okay, put the, put the sweaters away. <laughs> Not yet, not yet, not yet. Not quite um, there yet. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there was a couple of days where it was like that. So, looking yeah. at Wisconsin, Marlowe, I guess the early uh, take out of camp, uh, early practice information, uh, and maybe mm, well, that worries me a little bit. Yep. Looks like you're I know boy, where you're going. Cone is, he's 
in the Capward house for the starting job over the future, the man, the myth, the legend, Mertz. Yeah, I, that's it's yeah. All these position battles. Obviously, this is the one that yeah. matters. Yeah. Um, but everything coming out of camp from every reporter is that Cohen is taking all the first team snaps yeah. or most of the first team snaps. Mertz get, is splitting with uh, I forget who the other guy is, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't um, yeah, But he's splitting some, and he's getting in there, and you know Cohen, which. I'm, I every time they do mention this, they're like, "Oh, but it seems that he's improved." But yeah. he, for me, personally, uh, he has to improve a gigantic amount to even for this to make me feel good for him to be the starter. I, you know what? It doesn't have to be starter. I guess week one, whatever. I just, I just don't see Cohen being the starter by the end of the season. I, that's where I, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay, that that's fair. I'm, I guess I, I'm with you in that like. I saw him play. Like yeah. last year, what he did when he played was not great. He was a, in a very limited offense. They really, they clearly, clearly did not trust his quarterbacking ability last year. Yep. To then go from that to like he's over the best quarterback. He's going to start over the best quarterback prospect that the Badgers have seen since Bart Houston. Oh, shout out to five star <laughs> Bart Houston. Uh, Seems like a lot, and it needs to be a lot of improvement. Obviously, we're not at practice, and they're saying he's flinging the ball around and doing all sorts of things that we did not see him do last year. So he's got to win me over on that. Uh, and I think my my bigger concern is even in the short term, if Cone is better, yep, I worry long term about Mertz because Graham Mertz came in, you know, best quarterback out of Kansas ever. I mean, that's given, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Goes to Wisconsin, and if we're gonna sit him or redshirt him or, or not have him start right away, we've seen you know recently a lot of freshman quarterbacks coming and do well. I mean, if you just even think of uh, Lawrence down at Clemson recently, Lawrence, uh, to, yep. yeah, Tua, from. yeah, from Tua at Alabama, like he, I, I feel like Mertz is kind of, and maybe this is just me reading too much into the hype, but like he's maybe not at that level, but close to that level that he can come in and make an impact right away. And God, Cohen has to be doing really well to, uh, to, to get the start over Mertz. And I'm just, I hope that they're kind of like managing Mertz correctly. Cause if right. I was him, I would have certain expectations about my ability, my ability to come in and contribute right away. And if the program isn't, realizing that i'm a little bit worried that he's gonna be want to want to transfer and i don't want to say enter the portal don't enter the portal it's too early to say that but yeah it's it's a concern i have if we're actually going with cone yeah um yeah i guess the only thing yeah i think what i'm hoping my hope is that chris is doing the thing where mertz is clearly a better football player but maybe cone knows the system better at this point in time Type of thing, yeah. Like you know, like oh, he can break a huddle and do all this stuff. But Mertz is clearly a better football player in the and over the short, hopefully short period of time because it is a, you know, it's a quick turnaround between week one at South Florida to Michigan week three. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> by then we better have it. Like I need to see a serviceable quarterback. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I guess you can you can throw Cone out there, and he can do average or poor 
but you don't want to throw Mertz out there and have him do average or poor. And then what do you do when Michigan comes, right? Right. Because maybe you throw out Mertz. You're not going to throw him out against Michigan, but week four, right? We lose to Michigan, let's say. Terrible, I know. But no, the, why would you put that in the universe? Coinc- okay, then then that's a Mertz opportunity is. Yeah, no, I get is, what you're saying. Is there. So, yeah. but well, it's not all concerns coming out of camp. Uh, the uh, Heisman hype is real. Oh, yeah. They campus. are pushing it. And uh, I mean, not not only I, I think Wisconsin pushing it, but like the best running back in the league, most exciting players to watch. Like there's been a lot of media out about um, about a running game. And it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. John, I mean, how could you know Jonathan Taylor's first two seasons? Uh, electric was the only, I guess, bright, not the only, but one of the only bright spots of last season. Yeah. A um, couple of games where he literally put the team on his back and willed him to win. And yeah, I mean, why not? I, I think, I feel like last year he should have got a little, like, uh, I, I guess it was a runaway with Kyle Murray, but I feel like yeah. he should have been a li- up up in the in the talking about a little more of that with his performance, but due to the teams, yeah, that's due to the teams uh, win loss ratio, <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. So right. the hope is to get the hype. He actually does a performance, and the team performs well. And you know, hopefully, we can see him, you know, sitting there in New York at the in December. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong; it's the Heisman is a quarterback award these yeah. days in the NFL, but. If he can get to New York, I think that's, as a running back, uh, about all you can ask for these days. Yeah. There's an outside shot. He just is insane and actually breaks records and stuff and does Heisman winning things. But it's a, definitely a, a quarterback award, especially the way that the college game is today. Um, but a lot of hype coming out of there, and it's, it's really fun to see. Um, really fun to see him kind of mentioned as, you know, best running back, you know, most exciting player to watch. And it's interesting because it's you think of Wisconsin running backs and it's they've had exciting running backs, but I think Jonathan Taylor's a little bit different. Like he he makes that four yard run a twelve yard run. Yeah, and he makes that like, hey, this is going to be like just kind of a general first down run to a thirty yard run, and it's like that kind of ability to uh, I don't know if it's a quickness. It's it's both things, right? It's sometimes quickness is sometimes ability to break a tackle that yeah. makes. The normal play, extraordinary, and it's. I'm just excited to watch him, and whoever is handing the ball off to him, I think he'll have a a great season, and we have the hype to fall around with that. So, in the preseason, Marlon, we're in preseason season, so we get rankings, yeah. we get you know uh, preseason news and information, and there was a uh, ESPN article I think they came out with the top 50 programs of the first 150 years of college football. What? Which is that's a lot of time, Marlo. I don't yes. remember. I don't remember all 150 years. <laughs> to be fair, um, but I clicked on this expecting, like I click. Uh, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I click on it expect to be upset. Uh, yep. well, it was. It was when they were talking about the position rankings in Wisconsin and oh yeah, and offensive line. So I clicked on this expecting not to see the Badgers, and I was ready to be upset about it. it then they snuck them in at 50. <laughs> So Wisconsin, of all the programs, are the 50th best program in 150 years of college football, which, to which I say, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. I'm glad they were somewhere else. I, like, when I looked at the, like, 35 through 50, I think yeah. you could have put the 35 through 50 in any order you wanted to. Sure. That, they, they have some stupid calculation that, you know, 
So hashtag science did it. Yeah, like it was one of like ESPN's own algorithm. Like just came up with their own little rating yeah. system again. Yeah. Okay. So you have, cool. you know, obviously like Alabama and Notre Dame are at the top, yeah. but then you have like Yale and Harvard from back when they were the only schools that had football teams and stuff yep. like that. Uh, up yeah, there. Yale has 18 national titles. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they had, they had that, uh, but they had some, so they tried to mix in some smaller schools, which was, uh, I guess, good and interesting, but like. Wisconsin Whitewater was thirty first, which to have Wisconsin Whitewater, I know they've won national championships. They, yeah, they had a in dynasty. Division three. Yeah, it, but that's all as recent as the Badgers have been good in Division one. In Division one, and the <laughs> fact that you could consider Whitewater being a better football program than Wisconsin just doesn't doesn't compute. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't for make me. sense. Yeah, uh, and that's the only like real direct core. Uh, correlation I have like there's other ones like uh, you know Arkansas is higher than sure they have a national championship back when like Jerry Jones was playing for him or something stupid right. um, I don't know that that's not true might not be true I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 31 is really high to <laughs> have yeah, UW Whitewater is all I'm going to say in the Badgers at 50 um, go check it out it's it's pretty interesting dis it's more or less like a history thing at, at some point right like cuz you're a lot of it's like these teams used to be really good yeah. and now and now it's different cuz there's money in the SEC and all those things so it's it's a little bit it's a little bit different but the, who yeah. you would expect to be at the top is at the top and then it gets a little interesting uh i don't know what five down where you get a little bit more legacy yeah 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 i mean what is it they had north dakota state up here pretty high at least they won national titles again at the FCS level, but I, I think it's interesting. Yeah, North Carolina State tenth, but I think it's interesting because it's like, and they said in here, it's like if you're, I mean, there was a dark, 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 dark time in Wisconsin football oh, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. they weren't, they weren't, you know, very good. So it's like, yeah, it's more recency, and obviously we still don't have a national title under belt yep. in any way, shape, or form. Um, so it's fifty. I mean, making the list good. Yeah, being the last team on it, I don't know. Could some of these other ones like Utah? Okay, yeah, cool. You had sure. Urban Meyer, um, so yeah, it's it's. I think it's an interesting to kind of scroll through these teams, have a nice little history lesson, and just be like, okay, cool. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I remember my uh, my parents saying like back when we were in school, we went to see the band and left that for halftime. Yeah, <laughs> that was Wisconsin football. And the Barry Alvarez happened, which is, by the way, Marlo, it's uh, 30 years since Barry Alvarez arrived on since campus. Barry. Wow. And uh, made us a number 50 of all time program. <laughs> <laughs> Brought it from the ashes. Yeah. So we have preseason projections, Marlo, and really uh, they're all over the place on this Badgers team. It's really interesting. Uh, I think there's a lot of unknowns uh, that make that the case right there's yeah. um, essentially a new offensive line a new quarterback um a new defensive line uh returning secondary returning running backs returning wide receiver core for the most part um so a lot of the kind of core positions are question marks and the uh preseason rankings or predictions analytics as you will have us kind of all over the place. Some of us have winning, you know, eight, nine games. Some of us only like seven, six games, uh, which would obviously those are numerically small differences, but in the concept of college football, huge differences as far as where you're ranked and perceived in college football. Um, 
so I don't I, I don't want to take about of that. Obviously, yeah. as a fan, I'm like, I like I like when they say we're gonna finish better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Although they said we were gonna do that last year, and that just kind of fizzled yeah. out really fast. I think. I think to your point, Lord, there's two things. Like, do we have a lot? There's a lot of question marks. And also the media got burned pretty bad last season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, ranking them pretty high going into it with all the knowns. So that's everybody else, Casey. Yeah. Well, the real question is, what is your preseason projection? What is my preseason projection? Yeah. I, well, first of all, I think uh, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. I think, I think the, our two biggest question marks or changes year over year are quarterback and offensive line. Quarterback, I cannot... We talked a lot about quarterback already. Yeah. I can't imagine they're going to be worse than a injury-riddled season with Hornybrook. Right. I see nowhere but up from that position. And that's a huge plus where the media at large is kind of like, I don't know what to expect. I expect better. Um whether it's in the form of Cone or Mertz, I expect better than what Hornybrook gave us last year, uh, because he was not Orange Brook Hornybrook last year, Orange Bowl Hornybrook last year. He was, no. he was against Michigan Hornybrook, uh, <laughs> which is terrible all year. Um, and I think off, the other question is offensive line. In the offensive line, yes, we lost a lot of starters. We really good starters uh, to uh, retirement and to uh, the NFL. But we're Wisconsin. I think we've earned, like, they're going to be okay. Yeah, the benefit of down on the O-line. My big question is the pass rush. If we can get – we have a good returning secondary uh, who can cover, and I think cover up some of the holes of the pass rush. But if we can get a pass rush back, I think we can get back to where we expect to be, that top of the – Big Ten West, top of you know top uh, top fifteen up ranking. That's the question for me. Um, the other things I think will work themselves. The quarterback, the offensive line, I think will work themselves out. So I'm, I guess, if I'm gonna have to project something here, mm-hmm. well, God, I want to say we win the West. I don't know. Let's say we okay. finish second in the West, behind either Iowa or Nebraska, whichever one's good. God, it can't be Nebraska, right? <laughs> um, and we finish at about that 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 seventeen ish range that's where i predict okay how about you marlon so we're in the west i I, yeah i only concern is that um, we're gonna be a better team but our schedule is tougher and Mm. it won't reflect that in in the end our schedule's for sure um yeah much tougher so i will i uh, i without knowing who like the crossover games are for like a nebraska or northwestern yeah um, I, I, I would, I want to be back. I'm going to say we win the West. I don't think, I feel like it's the year. It's not going to be pretty. It's not where we could, you know, kind of run away with it. Um, but I do, I will predict the West. I will save Casey. I will save my win loss total for next week. All right. Well, I so. didn't really do a real win loss. <laughs> well, that's I what give, we call, I, that's what we call it. That's what we call in the biz a tease. Uh, yeah. I give ranges of like nine to six. Yeah, win. nice. So that was that was pretty that good. Was Crossovers, I think, for us. I'm just looking at the code of now. Yeah, Michigan, 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 Michigan State, Michigan State, Ohio State. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty as big. tough as it gets. Yeah, tough as it gets. Brutal. All right, on to the professional football ranks, Marlo. Um, this is a little bit old, but uh, talking Bears camp. Bears are yeah. the camp. They're playing preseason football, I presume. Yes. Um, 
And they got a little help from their old pal, uh, Ron Rivera. Who Good old Ron. Called, iced the kicker in a preseason game. Preseason game one. <laughs> and, then, and then admitted it was to help the Bears figure out their kicking situation, which makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Like, you're in a freezing game. You're icing the kicker to a game that has no stakes. I guess the stakes is like his job is at stake, right? So that's, right. I guess, maybe even more so than an actual game. But, like, the fact that opposing coach helped the team, Marlo, the fact that he felt your team needed helping, you must have a messed up kicker situation. It is so messed up, and it is the number one story in camp. That is any stories coming out of the Bears camp. It's always about the kicker. Um, yeah, the preseason game one icing the kicker. Oh, preseason game one. Going back to that, the yeah. the first field goal was made. I believe it was a forty three yarder, no. um, and the, the crowd was electric uh, once that went through the uprights. That's <laughs> so, so ridiculous. <laughs> so uh, there's that. So it's hey. been it's been a battle. It's been it's literally there are articles about about the freaking field goal battle, field goal kicker battle. No, not it's not only that. You, Nagy had them practicing forty-three yard field goals. Yes, like get out of your own head. Like <laughs> he literally missed, he missed it by an inch. And hey, like man. now this that is inch, like, what an inch took it took us a mile. I understand that, but it's in, now it's, you have ingrained it into the fiber of bears football which is ridiculous it was a missed field goal my god yeah um, yeah every practice 42 yards every time kickers come in to try out they had to do a 42 yarder um i think i believe just before we recorded they made the cut down to one kicker yeah uh so i guess you, got him. you found him found him we found him you can only make is it 42 or 43 yards you can only make 40 something <laughs> mid, mid 40 something kicks that's fine yeah. Uh, so, hey, that's that's very scary. So now that we have a kicker, I'm curious what uh, what other stories going to come out because preseason games one and two, uh, Trubisky doesn't play. No starters play. No, yeah. I, I don't. I think Nagy said Trubisky wasn't going to play in the last two either. Uh, it's kind it's of not- the new school coaching is that hey, starters don't need to play in the preseason. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's not like he's a young quarterback who could use reps or anything. So right. Like- yeah. No. Nothing like that. So, uh, yeah, so it's been interesting. Yeah, all and actually both games have just been uh, just a bunch of field goals uh, for the Bears. Nice. Anyways, so. so I was a little bit worried. I, I felt like there was a lot of preseason Trubisky MVP hype. Oh, yeah. I was getting I was getting a little worried about it. I'm still a little bit worried about it. <laughs> but then I stumbled across on the Twitters um, a video of Mitch Trubisky trying to throw left. And it was basically like three minutes of him trying to throw left in like either underthrowing or overthrowing by like yards. It was fantastic. How far left? Like are you talking like a just like a toss out or are you talking sideline? Seven yards out, swing passes, like yeah. just like, left in general. Just left in general. Like yeah. he could not throw the ball, at least in these highlights. It was terrible. It was so fun. It was so reassuring as a Packer <laughs> fan to see him not be able to throw left. Oh, it was great. Uh I don't know how to find it, but you if <laughs> Google's a great thing. Find I don't think this. It, I don't think this video exists. I think it was fan, someone else. It's fantastic. Well, I'll, God, if it's on Twitter, I hope I liked it. I, I imagine <laughs> I liked it. I'm not sure. Uh, all right, Marlon Packers camp. Yeah. Um, 
There's been football things. Who cares? Uh, it's been <laughs> the main takeaway from Packers camp has been it's like watching the Kardashians. It's all how if Aaron Rodgers likes Matt Lafleur and vice versa. Well, nobody really cares if Matt Lafleur likes Aaron Rodgers because presumably he should. It's just like anything Aaron Rodgers does is like. Does that mean he doesn't like Matt Lafleur? Are they at <laughs> odds? Are they are they are they butting heads already? And it's so ridiculous. Uh, that's. All that's happened, and I'm sure football things happen. People are trying to, you know, make the team and get jobs and things. People have been getting hurt, but like the overarching story is, how does Aaron Rodgers like Matt Lafleur? And who knows? I mean, who cares? <laughs> really, if he designs a good offense, he's gonna like him, and that's his yeah. job. His job here is to design an offense that maximizes Aaron Rodgers' skills. Mike McCarthy was no longer doing that. Or even awake on the sideline, I think it's sometimes. Um, so presumably, Matt Lafleur will be uh, an upgrade over that. And the f- the drama over this is just eye roll inducing. Well, I thought the last um, thing I thought they're buddies now because they had like a glass of scotch, so they're good. Well, they're best friends, but then they're feuding again. It's like the Kardashians, oh, Marlo. It's, it's literally yeah. like the Kardashians. <laughs> There's a scene where they like look at each other weird, and they're like, "It's tabloid news." It's it's. It's so frustrating uh, to follow because none of it's any real like actual reporting. None of it's any real like things that matter. It's all this vapid stuff. Blah. So that's 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 been Pecker's camp. Uh, we're again trying to figure out which five wide receivers we keep because <laughs> that's always the thing. Um, it's yeah. Other than that, it's like figuring out who backup offensive linemen are. I don't know. Everybody stay healthy. And uh, let's get to the regular season. Other preseason things happening uh, outside of our two teams. Uh, Hard Knocks is happening. I haven't been watching. I've been following along, I think, from afar. Uh, but you've been watching. it. Uh, uh, let me just say, it seems disappointing. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I don't know if I can tell you wrong. I think going into the first week, it was with all the AB news coming out. And yeah. we had talked about uh, you know, his arrival to training camp. Yeah. This We had... This yep. had the potential, and the John Gruden, obviously, uh, John Gruden factor, had the potential to be, you know, one of the time all hard knocks. And not to go too far back with the first, the opening scene yeah. where John Gruden has his, his speech, I thought at that moment, I was like, this might be the best hard knocks ever. Because <laughs> uh, it was, it was I, think the, I think the best hard knocks ever is the Jets, Rex Ryan. Yeah. And it kind of started similarly with, with just an awesome opening speech. Okay. Um, and John Gruden killed it. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. But. <laughs> To that point, um, you know, all this A-B stuff, they've kind of touched on it, you know. There's a little bit of it, but I don't know. I, I, I guess this this coming one on Tuesday is going to be, like, the make or break if they're okay. really going to dive into it. Because all the, like, the helmet stuff started happening, and then he wasn't there, and then yeah. they kind of had to, you know, they had the preseason game and His stuff. So was frozen. It's complicated. A lot of A-B yeah. things. A lot of AV things. Although to be fair, all those things happen like outside of camp, right? Because he's holding out. He was threatening to retire because of the helmets. By the way, apparently everybody hates the new helmets. Uh, <laughs> AB is the only one threatening to retire over it. But like Tom Brady said, he doesn't like him. And Rogers is like, this isn't what I'm used to. So yeah. as an old man, I appreciate the uh, not liking change for yeah. sure. Old man, um, not gonna retire about it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. But I, I think now that he's on. Uh, he's in training camp right now, so yeah. maybe we'll get a little bit more of him. Um, Derek Carr seems strange, just not interesting. I feel like that'd be me if I was on a TV show. <laughs> People just be like, this guy's—he's just not interesting. 
<laughs> and then I'd be like, yeah, you're, that's right. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably, I'm probably, yeah. My normal life would probably not be interesting right. to uh, television viewers as Derek Carr's personality is not. That, that's fair, uh, but it seems like he's gotten some heat about it. Yeah, I just think there was an expectation with it being the mystique of the Raiders of how ridiculous they've been and just John Gruden being the this guy, like this guy kind of thing. Yep. Uh, that we had, maybe our expectations were too high. I don't know. Could have been. Uh, it still could. It still could recover, like you said. Ab's yeah. in in camp. Uh, they're kind of, I think, honing in on who's actually interesting and who's not. Uh, they whiffed on Derek Carr, but maybe there are some whiffed on Derek Carr who are but interesting. They're really diving into. I mean, they usually always do, but they're really diving into this backup quarterback situation. Oh, and yeah. for those that don't know, they have Mike Fan- Glennon fantastic. and Nate Peterman oh, to choose from. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> we got some fantastic backup uh, uh, options could, here. It would be hard. I'm sure that you could go through any backup argument. It, the Packers, it's weird because we always have like some guy you've never heard of from a D3 school, uh, yep. Boyle and uh, Kaiser. But like, I, I'm sure this happens elsewhere. But it's like, journeyman, like these guys have clearly failed <laughs> at being NFL quarterbacks and the Raiders with Glennon uh, and Peterman. Uh I'm sure that happens all the time, but God, it seems hilarious that like this is what we're focusing on. We're keen in on these two guys who have like records for interceptions <laughs> out there, <laughs> and that's what we're we're concerned about. It's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's pretty much that's pretty much hard knocks in a nutshell. There you go. There you go. Uh, in a nutshell, Marl, the XFL. I don't know if you mm. forgot about this. Uh, in our excitement about the American football, American Alliance football, American football, American Alliance. Alliance uh, I don't know. It Who cares? It's it, gone. It, it lasted <laughs> three, four weeks. Doesn't matter. Four. It, it's doesn't gone. Matter. Uh, but don't forget, the XFL is coming to you next year, and they just announced their, from what I understand, their first quarterback. Uh, to be available for the draft. It sounds like they're going to do kind of like fantasy draft rules, like you can pick anybody. Uh, and it's Landry Jones. All right. Of, of Oklahoma. Wait. I mean, just an inspired pick, Marlo. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm oh. excited. Wait, I just... So, this is the... I clicked on the link. And Commissioner Oliver Luck, like Andrew Luck, said Oliver Luck, like Pac-12 Commissioner Oliver Luck, is the commissioner of this league? He's like a real person. Yeah, well, well then, Bob. Uh, well, like Andrew, Bob Stoops has a Bob team. Stoops, yeah, he's coach the, and general manager. He's coach general manager of the, let's just say Texas team because we don't know where it is. It's probably in this article, not important. Yep. Um, and former NFL backup Landry Jones, first quarterback to sign with the XFL. Um, so they're gonna just have like, I think there's eight teams. They're gonna have yeah. eight quarterbacks, and you just get to pick your quarterback. That's fun. That's exciting. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. They need Johnny Manziel, and then I'll watch it. Uh, other than that, it's I guess it's a uh, train still rolling down the tracks, the XFL. Yeah. Coming, I guess, what they're going to start in February as well. Is that when it is? Yeah, right after the Super Bowl? Right after the Super Bowl, I'm assuming. It's better than what the other league that we already forgot was. Um, <laughs> I don't know what... I don't know what they can do to... I've, I feel like I've been burned by the uh, Football Alliance. I feel like I got excited about this alternate thing, but this is like a real alternate thing, right? It's not like the uh, football alliance where it's like a minor league type thing. This is like completely independent. Yeah, they want to make like an actual league. 
Okay. Out of it, it don't I don't want I don't want to be like oh and here's this guy who's also on the Panthers on the team. Like, no, no, fully independent like college guy. Uh, we've talked about it in the football lines. All right, cool. XFL. Yep. Probably gonna be terrible. Hopefully, uh, something else. We'll see. Landry Jones is not a great start. <laughs> Got to be fair. Not a great start. Um, yeah, they probably should have kept that one in the back pocket until someone. If they else came out came and it was like Manziel or Kaepernick, I'd be like, yeah. this is something. This is a name. Andrew Jones, not the name. Not the name I was looking for. All right. Wow. A lot of football, Marlo. We just, it's in the air. Like you said, yeah. it's in the air. It's almost back. We're feeling it. It's its almost below 70 degrees outside. Um, feels great. All right. Uh, Two sports that are actually <laughs> happening. We just talked for like what half hour about sports that aren't even happening yet. Uh, baseball, Marlon. I ruined the I ruined the Brewers' season. Uh, just so you know, we were on quite uh, a bit of a hot streak. I don't know. We uh, did well against uh, the Pirates, the Rangers. I went to the Brewers Rangers games last week. This is again part of the reason we missed last week. It was a uh, project plus me coming back from Brewers game. In which they lost one to zero. They've lost a lot since it feels like, and most importantly, they lost to the Nationals, two or three games to the Nationals, who are in the uh, lead in the NL Wild Card race. So those were some pretty tough losses. I mean, not only because of the uh, opponent that it was in the Wild Card race, but the way in which we lost. We lost two to lost two to one on Friday, Marlo. We won fifteen to fourteen in a ridiculous game yesterday. But then gave up even more runs today, losing sixteen to eight. It's been tough. It's been tough. But I, I take personal responsibility for ruining the the winning streak. And uh, it was a five game winning streak, and then I went to a game. And it's been all <laughs> oh, man, downhill Casey. from there, as as they say. Um, so that's that's a Brewers talk. Um, I'm actually glad uh, we didn't have a. a call last week because it would have been all <laughs> a podcast a podcast last week. it would have been it would have been really excited it, i would have been really excited and then last <laughs> week would have happened <laughs> and now it's just it feels like every week i'm either like the brewers are back here we go and the next week i'm like the season's over and it's been that way i feel like for a month so it's been it's been great um Stat of the day. Okay. Mark, I got a stat Baseball stat of the day. This is prob- probably old now, but it doesn't matter because nobody's really paying attention to uh, baseball that closely. But uh, on this date in baseball, in the past <laughs> two weeks, <laughs> there were 48 home runs on a Thursday. A Thursday wow. in the past two weeks, Marlo. In 10 games total, that's 4.8 home runs per game average. It's the most all time in a day with at least 10 games played. Wow. wow. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, lots of home runs. Home runs are happening. Uh, the interesting thing to watch, if you're not watching anything else in baseball, the Twins are on pace to obliterate the home run record, which was set last year by the Yankees. Last year or a year ago by the Yankees. It doesn't matter. By the Yankees, which makes sense. They have Aaron Judge. They have, um, what's his name? Other lots home run hitters. They yeah. have lots of home run hitters on the Yankees. I couldn't name you a player on the Twins to be honest. And they're going to shatter that record, which is amazing. Uh, at least they're on pace to shatter it. So follow that with the home run balls going out for um, for the Twins. So that's exciting. Um, tonight, quick, quick aside, tonight was the 
uh, Little League World Series game, uh, Pirates-Cubs at Williamsport, which is always a nice It's a little gem of the season uh, where they play uh, big league baseball at the Little League Park. With like 200-foot fences, too? <laughs> no, the fences are normal. They, they, they back it up. And it's really fun for the first like three innings. It feels quaint that you know there's not bleachers or anything, so you just see like a uh, when the lights are on, you just see black, but it's the hill of the uh, Little League World Series stadium. Uh, and it's just it's just a quaint little like makes I don't know it just makes me feel good about baseball for a little bit. And then you hear the little leaguers are on the stand, so there's a lot of noise and you know a lot of uh, cheers and like that that a little bit more active noise than you would get at a normal baseball game. In like the six inning hints in Jessica's <laughs> bedtime, it's like, like ghost town, and it's so awkward. Especially they, it seems like the Cubs are blowing out the Pirates. So I'm sure nobody's sticking around, staying up past their bedtime. So there probably is going to be like a couple, thou- a handful of thousand people there at the end. So it's it's really funny to get that like quaint feeling and be like in the sixth, seventh inning. Like, <laughs> Why the hell did we do this? Because this is really awkward. So I just wanted to, uh, I guess, comment it as it's happening. But uh, it's one of the things I look forward to and then kind of go, why don't I look forward to this? This is a weird uh, thing. So, all right. Uh, yes. Things to look forward to, Marlo. Players weekend. Yeah, it's here. It's going to happen. In a uh, complete 180 from years in the past where they've done kind of outlandish, colorful things, MLB has decided to strip away all color. It's black and white, Marlo. Yeah. Um, everybody seems to hate it. What do you think? Yeah, and are they wearing their regular hats with this? With these, I, I just see the jerseys. Wearing just black or white hats. Just black or white hats. Okay. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the hats. I to be fair, I've only seen the jerseys. Yeah. So I mean, I can see for like some teams, like the White Sox. It's a black. It's like, oh, okay, that's fine. It's uh, <laughs> it's our normal color. But it's like weird to see like the Reds, Tampa Bay, the Dodgers. Even I, I, I it's, it's, I don't, it's like, it's, it's kind of when the, um, you know, all-star game, the NBA all-star game did this yeah. kind of same thing, black and white jerseys. And, uh, that's kind of the, the same thing here, but it's for an entire league for a higher day. So I don't know. I guess I'm kind of on the fence on yeah. it. I don't love it. I don't hate it, but we'll see. But with the players' uniforms, also comes the players' names. Yeah, because baseball is so cool, they're gonna let them put very cool, very cool. They're gonna let them put their own names on it for a weekend, whatever name they want. Yeah, nicknames. Nicknames. I think uh, I'll lead off with the Brewers' names. There's some great ones. Uh, is Monty Grandal is Yasmanian Devil? Fantastic. Kessin yeah. Hura, Kess Daddy. I mean, to be he's 24, something like that. And to put daddy at the end of your name as your name is uh, Chef's Kiss. Uh, Lorenzo Kane has three kids with the S being a dollar sign with uh, one and one on the way, Marlo. I I feel that. I feel that. Um, <laughs> Pomerantz has an emoji, and I don't feel like Pomerantz. Well, I don't know. Well, is this is it cool to have an emoji as your... I don't even remember what the emoji is. Well, it's the emoji. Yeah, oh, it depends on what the emoji is. Cripes. doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, but Drew Pomerantz, probably not cool enough to pull off emoji. And Eric Thames is phone home, which took me a minute. Yeah. Because Eric Thames abbreviated ET, phone home. Nice. Fantastic. Some clever things on the Brewers, some unclever things like Ryan Braun being Ocho for the 15th year in a row or whatever it is. Um, some other ones. But those were the ones I liked on the Brewers. Watch out for those. Um, 
Kestiati is that's pretty that's pretty great. If I were a twenty something uh, guy who's going, you know, going and sitting in the bleachers, yeah. bleacher creature, as yeah. they say, yep. uh, I might I might want to get a Kestiati jersey, but uh, being the middle aged man I am, <laughs> probably probably not gonna get that. So. I'm gonna get the three kids for Lorenzo Kane to represent the the old man take. Got it. That's great. How about how about your team, Marlon? Any uh an exciting exciting names coming, names coming at you? Um, actually, not really. But uh, <laughs> some of the, uh, Jose Abreu, Mount Tiempo, um, which sure. is Spanish for something that I can't think of right now. It's probably something. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Anderson, TA7. Very creative there. Nice. <laughs> uh, Aaron Bummer. Bum. I don't know why you'd put that on the back, but okay. Boom. Um, and, yeah. That's a, yeah, those are, there's a couple. Oh, uh, Adam Engel, Man of Steel. That's nice. Sure. Okay. Super, super <laughs> I feel that one. I, I, yeah, I mean, you got to. I feel like you gotta earn that a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, earn a little so, bit. I don't know who you are. Also, I don't know if you earned it. So there you go. Yeah. All right, uh, players we get. I don't. I I think I want to see the black and white Marlowe on the field. In my mind, it looks awful, and it's terrible. Um, but we'll see when they when they're matched up against each other out on the field if it actually correlates. Because uh, I've liked the color in the past, and I I understand the going against the grading goal with black and white. That makes like. On paper, it makes sense, like to zig when people are zagging, kind of thing. But it just doesn't. It doesn't feel right. We'll see what happens on this weekend. Let us know if you have any favorite um, names that you see out there. Uh, I think it's fun just to tune into. I probably enjoy tuning into other teams' games more this weekend just to see what other other nicknames are than on a normal, uh, you know, whatever August day. So I guess that's what they're going for here. This so that's baseball. Anything else baseball for you? Uh, no, I nothing, nothing else. else. Baseball, God, nothing up and down people. in baseball. Let me tell you, roller coaster ride, baseball season is. Um, all right, on to NBA, Marlon. The NBA will not let us stop talking about it. So here we are. They had the schedule release. Actually, funny enough, uh, the NBA schedule release and the MLB schedule release were on the same day, and nobody mm. talks about the MLB schedule release. Uh, because there's <laughs> two gosh darn mini games, and a lot of people are talking about the NBA schedule release, um, and I guess with the primetime games, you know, the primetime season opener, Christmas Day, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. days, those kind of key days, what those matchups would be. Uh, but my big yep. takeaway, Marlo, was they're going to play West Coast primetime games earlier for us old people. It's fantastic. Nice. I cannot. I applaud the NBA uh, for this move and uh, it's, it's like more uh, Sunday, Friday and Wednesday primetime games I think it is are going to move up an hour so instead of starting at what would be uh, 9.30, 10 o'clock it's going to be uh, 9.00, and I uh, or 8.39 excuse me uh, and I could not as an old person, resident old person I could not be more happy about that Uh, Other than that, a lot of people uh, are circling kind of dates. Uh, It it seems like a weird process because we kind of know who will be playing. It's just when they'll be playing. You know, so you circle your 
Lakers versus Clippers or your you know Zion Williamson on the Hornets games, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, the, but other than that, you kind of you kind of know. Like baseball, you just know that you're playing a lot of people. You're playing like everybody. NBA is a lot the same yeah. way. It's just kind of those marquee matchups that you want to see uh, out there. You know, Russell Westbrook going back to Oklahoma City, those sorts of sorts of games that you want to see when those are. So that that happened this week. That was over. The yeah, week. Christmas days, that sort of thing. Uh, other NBA news, Marlo, uh, your boy Prokhorov sold the Nets to a, a side. Um, I didn't click on the link before I said this. So, uh, side. <laughs> uh, he is a co-founder of Alibaba. He now owns the Nets outright and the Barclays Center. Um, I guess this is more news that I, I really forgot Prokhorov owned the Nets, which is kind of yeah. weird because he came in. When he came into the league, and so he came into the league, right, and he made the trade that it's now an infamous trade uh, where he got Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett on their last legs from Boston. Boston has since reaped the rewards of that. Uh, you know, and we see their young talent infusion infusion there. Um, he had that big splash, and then I feel like he just disappeared on his jet ski or something, and I never heard of him since. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I remember when he came in, and I was like, this is like new money into the NBA where he's just going to spend whatever to lose money to win in the NBA like other players – like. I think of European soccer where uh, a Russian oligarch money came in to Chelsea and then uh, other, you know, new money came into Manchester City and they're like became behemoths in the league. I thought that was going to happen yeah. for the Nets. I thought he was just going to pour money into it and he like did for a year and then I was like, never mind. And just bailed on it. And yeah like what a weird like i totally forgot he existed and i was worried when he came in that he was gonna like ruin basketball and how it's so <laughs> weird to think that that i remember having these conversations and now he's just gone and maybe another rich guy will come in and ruin basketball with all his money but it it didn't happen for Pokerov and i i it's just so weird to think back like he was this name that i knew and this guy who was going to change everything and then he just didn't and he went away and that's so weird um but he did it did i mean typical businessman he flipped it for sure uh when it and when it was that when it's at his top uh top dollar right now uh so yeah i think all everything you said absolutely true it was just the whole transaction was weird the this first couple of moves very very questionable uh but you gotta give it to him that he actually like you know he sold at the top Buy, buy low, sell high. Yeah, he sold it for, I think, like $2.5 billion. Uh, he made a, a cool cool cup of mil off that um, for only for a couple of years. Nice. So good job by him, I guess. Yeah, Weird. good okay. job. Other question I have for you, Marla, while we're on NBA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Team USA. There's well, some sort of competition. I don't even know what it is, but we have, we're, assembling a, we're assembling a team <laughs> of Americans <laughs> who play basketball. And uh, yeah. it seems like nobody wants to play for this team, and I don't understand why. Can you tell me why people don't want to play for Team USA? Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know if it's just they want the time off, or they don't see. Uh, you know, they have the. Uh, I mean, I guess Paul Pierce or uh, Paul Pierce. Um, 
Uh, who's the one that hurt his leg? Uh, hurt his leg like recently? On LA or, or is on the Clippers now? With Kawhi. Paul George. Paul George. Yeah. yeah. I was fear of getting injury all of Paul George, but although Paul George made it back, but he didn't miss a season. Um uh, or, you know, or just made it pop. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know one person that does want to play. Did you hear all this? Carmelo was asking nice. to be on the team. I'd, they politely said, thanks, but no thanks. Really? <laughs> I, I mean, at this point, I think Carmelo is an elder statesman. Like, I know how this works. Would be fine for Team SA. With who's like... Yeah. The, no, I don't I don't think it would be a bad thing. And, he, and, and, and to that credit, he, like, balls out during these yeah. things. Like, he probably has the most... Like, he has, like, the most efficiency when it comes to Olympic basketball. I mean, there's there's a whole thing... Carmelo versus Team USA Carmelo, and Team USA Carmelo is a completely different and better basketball player uh, than regular yeah. Carmelo in the NBA. I don't get it, Marlo, um, from this standpoint, is we have a clear track re- record of people going and being a member of Team USA and that improving them as basketball players. We can go back to the early uh, LeBron years. We can go back to, whatever, four, six years ago. Um there's a clear record of people going to this and coming back and having taking a leap in their careers. So while I get James Harden and you know the you know first team All NBA players not wanting to be a part of this team, I don't get the De'Aaron Foxes leaving. I don't get you know that level of player where it's like you're very good, but. You clearly can improve as a best player. You're a young player. This is an excellent opportunity to play with some of the other best players in the world. I'm not saying outside yep. of the USA. I'm saying with on this team and like hone your skills, develop your skills, understand what it takes to be a better basketball player. That's what Team USA should be about. And it these I, for whatever reason, we're not getting that this year. We have like four Celtics. Chris Middleton's airballing everything because it's a different basketball. I mean, Brook Lopez is apparently starting on this team. This doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I'm not saying that LeBron needs to be there. That's not what I'm saying. But like, the young developing player should want to be a part of this, should want to learn from Coach Popovich and the other coaches there. And the fact that it's not happening, I, I just, somebody who's explained to me. Uh, why that's not happening, and I uh, it, it just confuses me because I would think they would want to be a part of this system, and and they're not. It's it's very confusing. So that's gonna be a fact, Marlo. I know I know you don't have an answer. I'm asking a rhetorical question more so than asking you uh, what's going on with <laughs> Team USA. Uh, I think in the grand scheme, we'll probably be okay, right? We still have the best basketball players, yeah. so we'll probably be okay. Um, we'll be all right. But yeah, I mean, I, like Kemba Walker is the captain of the team. That seems weird. That feels weird. It feels weird. Um, but we'll see. Go team USA in whatever this competition is. Go to like FIBA World Cup, I believe. It's in China, so we're, it is. we might go. We might yeah. go, Marlo. We may we'll be see. there. We'll see if we go uh, to uh, China for mm-hmm. this. Um, it's less likely than the other games we haven't gone to that have been much closer. So. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yep. All right. That's all I got for the NBA, Marlo. Any other? Uh, 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 DeMarcus Cousins got hurt. Yeah. Poor, poor DeMarcus. Mean, what, a, poor. what a run of bad injury luck. Um, really, I, f- I really started rooting for him. Was rooting. I, I mean, he's just, he feels like a basketball player that doesn't exist anymore in the NBA. 
Yeah. And really wanted yep. to see how he fit into this, you know, quote unquote new NBA. And we're not going to see it. And who knows if we'll ever see it again. Um, and just kind of one of the enigmas of, I guess, this past generation of players, right? If he's, let's say, I don't want to say he's done playing basketball. He's done as a all-star, presumably. He's done as an all-NBA player, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's just weird to, to think about because he's always been this potential guy who could be something, and now he's kind of not done. It's it's a weird I mean, it's a weird thing. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to come back. It's gonna be hard to come back from after Achilles. Yeah, it's ACL, uh, right? He had Achilles, um, came back after his Achilles, quad, and now has an ACL. Yeah, too. and now it's ACL. So another that's year tough. Long, and I don't know. Um, yep. So I mean, obviously we wish the best of and recover him. Uh, I just don't know what player he comes back as, and you presume he won't be what he was before. And it's just if you just think about different circumstances or different, um, you know, coaching that he had. I mean, being that in that Sacramento organization when he was was so weird. Um, and then he got his chance with the Warriors, and obviously that didn't work out with the torn quad. Just what a weird. I think I'm going to look back at that as one of the weirder. Uh, what if. Career. I think it's like yeah. if we think about that so like him and Derek Rose is like what if yeah. for those two guys. Um so we'll see. All right. NBA. That's it. Marlon. NBA. That's it. That's all we got there. Um but now we've made it to I think what the people really missed last yeah, week, Casey. Sure. America's favorite site, Casey's corner kick. Well it was weird. I guess I missed the first weekend of the Premier League season, which had actually had quite a bit of drama yeah. for. Uh, my Liverpool Football Club. Uh, they won easily, but uh, our goalie Allison uh, got hurt on a. He was just doing a, uh, taking a goal kick and then like kind of kicked the ball and looked back, a la Kevin Durant when he had his calf strain uh, injury. That was exactly what happened in this. Uh, so now I'm terrified. <laughs> uh, they. Say he's out for a couple, like four to six weeks, something like that. Just kind of nursing back to health. Uh, but it was a terrifying moment. Uh, otherwise, very exciting. Uh, we're back into the Premier League. Easy victory uh, for Liverpool. And then in midweek, Liverpool won the Super Cup. The big one, Marlo. Uh, Super Cup, if you didn't know, was the winner of the uh, Champions League, which was Liverpool, and the winner of the Europa League, which is Chelsea. I don't know why they have this, but they decided to have it. And Liverpool won in penalty kicks over Chelsea uh, to get another trophy. That matters, question mark? Not sure. Uh, but another, <laughs> yeah. one, another one for the trophy case, I guess, there in Anfield. Uh, more recently on the weekend, Liverpool won over Southampton, which should have been an easy victory, but a goalkeeping blunder by the backup Adrian. Uh, basically gave a goal to Southampton. He literally kicked the ball off of these Southampton Ford and it went into the goal. That's how they scored. <laughs> it was so they're pulling up winning two to one and it should have been an easy two zero victory, but it was a more nervy two one victory. Uh and then this morning Marlo, it was I had a very weird feeling. Um I turned on the uh Chelsea Leicester City game and I was rooting for a Chelsea player. Uh that is one Kristen Pulisic who I really want to do well. I really like cheering for, but God, he's on Chelsea, and that feels weird. So I 
cheered him on to do well, but Chelsea not to do too well, and they got a draw, but that's going to be a really weird feeling all year to cheer for him, to cheer on his success while rooting against Chelsea uh, throughout the season. That'll be a weird feeling. Um, other stars of the weekend, Marlon, VAR. Yeah, VAR. It's in the Premier League. It's hitting with the vengeance, especially today, as they took a goal away from Manchester City in the dying embers of their game against Tottenham. It was tied 2-2. Two to two. It was a corner kick. The ball came across, Marla. I know you saw this, but I'll explain it to you anyway. And it, a Manchester City player was holding his arm out against a Tottenham defender, and it hit his arm. Yeah. Maybe, probably, and went under his arm to the Manchester City player who then shot and scored. He took a touch, shot, shot and scored. <laughs> Called goal yeah. in the field. VR looked at it and said, no, that's a handball because it hit the attacking player's arm, maybe, probably, so it shouldn't be a goal. As a Liverpool fan, I was ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is an amazing uh, development, and I think this is so egregious of a handball that Tottenham should just be awarded a goal for this. Just give them a goal. Tottenham wins. Uh, apparently, that's not the rule, so we, we, we couldn't do that. Uh, but this is one of those things like with VAR, and this is kind of the argument, like you would never call that in the normal run of play. That would never have been a handball in normal action. But because we have slow motion, because we have this video replay, it's called a handball. And it feels weird, and I think it's just something we have to either get comfortable with yep. or the rules have to figure out. And right now we're in, in between because we're not – I mean, it went the way the result went the way I wanted to. But like, if I'm looking at it from an objective fan, that's not the way soccer has been officiated for 150 years or however long, 200 years however long soccer has been around. Yeah, but it is now because of VRR. Yeah, VR. So we got to figure that out, both as fans and as rule makers, how we figure this out. Yeah, I, is it? It's one of those things where it's not. Do you have to change the rule, or do you have to change how the rules interpret, or do you have to change how VAR is interpret? Um, just like, do we have to go by the letter of the law every single time when you slow things down like that? The handball is essentially the catch rule. Yeah. Like, we, when you're watching a game in full speed, you know what it catches, you know what a handball is. When you slow it down in VAR, things kind of get complicated. We slow it down in review for what it catches things kind of get complicated is that a football move thing it's those two things are very similar and we've seen with the catch rule which has had instant replay a lot longer how complicated it can be and soccer and var are experiencing this now with like how minute handballs can be and how like letter of the law versus how the play feels can be so i i i don't know it, the football hasn't figured out the catch football hasn't American football hasn't figured out catch rule. Uh, soccer hasn't figured out handball. And I think it'll be weird. To, it'll be interesting to see how it, it progresses. And they probably will never figure it out. And we'll have something new to argue about with with uh, soccer and still the catch rule. So uh, other soccer news, Marlo. Um, yep. Yep. Your boy, Raheem Sterling, is... Uh, I haven't heard that he has signed, but rumors were he was signing a huge... Shoe deal with uh, your boys at Air Jordan. Team Jordan. Welcome to the Sorry. team. 
he would be the first uh, soccer player to sign with with Jordan Brand. Um, really? Ever? First, first individual soccer player huh. to sign. Uh, PSG has a Jordan Brand uh, kit, but this would be the first individual player, um, which is... It'll be interesting to follow as Jordan Brand moves into uh, soccer, uh, obviously, uh, and by extension, Nike moving into soccer. Um, will be pretty, inter- pretty interesting to follow. Uh, Sterling is a, I think, a great player to to be an, an to sign with. He's a fantastic player, uh, fantastic player on the outside of Liverpool, best team in England, and one of the best teams in. Uh, all of Europe, so that'll be interesting to follow, I guess, as a brand slash business <laughs> storyline. Um, also, Marlo, I forgot to mention this. You're already two weeks late, but if you want to be a late joiner to our fantasy league, I have rejoined, recreated the one through two breeze fantasy league. Um, <laughs> get out there, go to the English Premier League dot com slash leagues, join a league. Our league code is. Y J D I V Y. I said it really fast. Marlo's gonna put it in the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes. Join us. Join us. You'll probably beat me. I'm already off to a pretty poor start. Uh, especially since I forgot to assign my captain. So Oops. the computer assigned my captain for me, and they gave it to a defender instead of Salah, who scored a goal and had an assist in the first game. So that is great by me. All right, <clears throat> that's fantasy league, Marlo. Uh, if you would be so kind to put that in the show notes. Yes, people. People join us. Uh, you're two weeks behind, but we're not that far in front of you, to be fair. Uh, if you pick your team, there's uh, 36 more weeks yet ahead of us in the season, so you can definitely make that up. All right. Uh, this week, Marlo, if you're listening to this on Monday morning, you have a Monday afternoon game at 2 o'clock Central Time. We have Manchester United versus Wolves. It'll be interesting to see how Manchester United uh, does if they can continue their form that they started out out against Chelsea. They went 4-0 against Chelsea. See if they can continue that against Wolves or if Wolves can get a result as they attempt to climb into those top four-ish, top six-ish rankings in the standings. And then I think the marquee matchup of the weekend going ahead uh, for this coming weekend is on Saturday. Liverpool will be hosting Arsenal. That'll be on your TVs at 11.30 Central Time. Um, it's a pretty big one. It's a top, uh, I'd say, at least a top five clash. Uh, a result that Liverpool will want to have being at home at Anfield um, against against Arsenal. So that is what is up on tap for the corner kick. Um, and that's it, Marlo. That's it. That's the end of the corner kick in our segments. Any CrossFit things? Uh yeah, Going nothing. On. It's it's off season until October. Normal workouts. Uh, <laughs> normal workouts. Just, just letting people know you do CrossFit <laughs> and the normal thing. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Pre pre right. post Fantastic. wad chalk, all the good stuff. All all the buzzwords. Uh, but yeah, nothing until fitness. really nothing to report uh, until the open in October. Well, so hold hold, no. hold your breath. October with with October for the next CrossFit thing. Yeah, October. October, worldwide open, and then sex- sanctional start. So, we're good. We'll get you, Casey. We'll get you caught up. All right. Well, we're gonna we'll keep reminding you every week, Marlo. Okay. You'll remind us maybe <laughs> of the CrossFit things. Maybe things will happen. Uh, movie things, Marlo. I don't have anything. No movie things. No movie things. Uh, you see the, see the Lion King. No, I I think I'm boycotting. Oh no, uh, you're one of action. those. So no, because here's the thing, Marlo. Mm-hmm. 
Saw Beauty and the Beast live yeah. action. Fine. Uh, changed some things. Didn't like it. Whatever. <laughs> um, I I didn't like the things they the way in which they changed mm-hmm. things. Um, because I thought they. How are you gonna do it? Um, it's a different podcast. <laughs> then I saw. I just saw the Cinderella. Okay. One, which I think came out first, but I just happened to see. Yeah. It. Uh, my son not entertained. I was n- also not entertained by it whatsoever. Uh, so I'm out on live action. Just give me, just do good movies. Don't recreate your good movies that changes them and make them not as good. <laughs> I don't, I'm not into that in Disney. Got it. But but I'll probably see Lion King when it comes out on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right then. Well, no like Hobbs and Shaw came out. I want to watch it. Uh, I think I have to wait till DVD for Hobbs and Shaw, but that is up on my radar, Marlo. Let me tell you. All right, Hobbs and Shaw. So that's it. That's movie it. things. Movie things. Those are the movie things that are happening. All right. Um, Netflix things. <laughs> We've been watching Shits Shits Creek. Shits Creek. Creek. Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I've gone through that. Yeah. Oh. Am I late on this? Oh yeah, you're late. I'm late on it. <laughs> you're late oh, on fuck. it. Right. But it's great. We way to catch up though. Did you finish the seasons? No. No. We're. I think I don't even know what season we're in. Um. It's great. Yeah. It's it's right in my it, kind of self-deprecating, uh, sarcastic wheelhouse. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Shit's Creek, that's what we're doing over here. Netflix things. Netflix. Boom. Another segment. All right. Just tacking these things on at the end. Yeah. Well, yeah. Those are all the segments. Do we have any more seg- Any no- more new segments? That we can just... We're just testing to see if people are still listening. <laughs> really just seeing. Are they listening or are we just rambling about things? Mostly rambling. That's fine. Uh, all right. I think that's it, Marlon. That's all I have got. All right. That's all I got. So, as always, find us on Twitter at 132Breeze. Find myself at MarloJR. Casey at Prof Badger Fan. Uh, that's it for me, Casey. Any last words? Well, as always, until next time, Polo fans, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports. All right.